We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the very next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson. Glad to be back on tonight. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, on, on tonight's show, we're going to be talking more UConn Husky football. A uh, lot going on uh, since Justin and I were last on the show uh, about two weeks ago. So, Justin, thanks for joining me. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, Bobby. Absolutely. Like I said, we got a lot to cover today, so this is this is uh, going to be a fun episode. Uh, I think let's go. We got our linebacker breakdown, uh, continuing with the position breakdown. Uh, of course, we got to talk about Big Twelve potential move there. Kick times and schedule release came out. We've got official visits this Saturday. We got a lot. We got a handful of commitments. Um, then three former Huskies uh, signing deals for at the professional level. So. Let's go ahead and start off with uh, with our former Husky signing professional deals. Uh, we got Brander Boyer Randall uh, signing a training camp uh, contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then Ian Swenson signing a training camp contract with the Houston Texans. So super happy for both of those guys. Yeah, no, definitely super happy for them. Uh, they definitely deserved it. You know, last year playing all year, they they played their butts off, uh, especially in the bowl game too. Um, you, you could you could definitely tell that the that, that these guys were ready for the NFL. So I'm, I'm super I'm super excited for them, and I'm I'm really hoping that you know they make an impact uh, in the NFL, and, to, and of course representing uh, UConn. Absolutely, and then we also got uh, defensive back Trey Wortham signing with the Pittsburgh Maulers of the USFL. And he will have his first game uh, this Saturday against the Michigan Panthers. And I'm almost certain that the game is on Fox. And I believe the game will start at uh, noon Eastern, I want to say. So if Husky fans want to catch him, uh, should be able to do so this Saturday, I believe. Yeah, no, uh, I'm, 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 super, I'm super happy for him, too. I mean, you know, he definitely, he definitely grew um, into his role. Uh, at UConn, and I'm 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 thinking, you know, in the USFL, uh, gain some experience, and I, I still think he has potential to to make it into the NFL one day too. Um, the kid's super special, and I, I I can't wait to see him play. Absolutely, he's he's got a great opportunity here to be able to play in the in the spring slash summer here, and really put some good stuff on tape against other pros. And then still be able to play on and uh, be on somebody's NFL training camp roster. Oh yeah, I mean it's 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 a it's a win-win situation for him, and uh, and I really hope that you know he, he, he can make up some nice tape and uh, and just show the you know NFL that he, he belongs there. Absolutely, and let's let's uh, change topics here. We're gonna go to. Uh, the kick times and schedule release for this season. 
Um, more more so, we we knew when the games were going to be played. We knew who we were playing, so that wasn't mind blowing or anything. But uh, the game time release releases for uh, we're going to play North Carolina State August thirty first on my birthday, the day after your birthday as well, Justin. At, oh yes, at seven thirty. So we got that to look forward to. Obviously, uh, week two Georgia State in Atlanta. At seven o'clock, that game is going to be on ESPN Plus. Um, the NC State game will be on CBS Sportsnet. Um, the FIU game, week three, on CBS Sportsnet at three thirty. Uh, Duke the following week, week four, on CBS Sportsnet, another three thirty kickoff. Uh, then uh, week five, Utah State, another CBS Sportsnet uh, game. It will kick off at noon. Uh, the Rice game on October 7th, that has not been uh, decided yet when that game will be played. The USF game on uh, October 21st will be CBS Sportsnet at 3.30. The Boston College game, the Tennessee game, and James Madison have not been decided yet as games later in the year usually are not. Uh, the Sacred Heart game on November 18th will be uh, played at noon. Um, uh, TV provider for that game hasn't been uh, stated yet I think what they'll do is they'll kind of do what they did last year with a local Connecticut uh, viewership there then of course we're all still waiting on uh, where the UMass game will be played so we can't uh, obviously they can't have a time for that game when they don't even know where they're going to play it so still waiting for that one but just wanted to let you guys all know about those uh, kick times so uh, Justin I gotta ask you as a UConn fan, would you rather have your games, have the games be at noon? Do you want them at night, at seven, or do you like that three thirty slot? What what's the what's the perfect spot for you? If it's uh if 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 it's if it's you know during the warm season, I don't mind you know seven. Uh, but I I, I actually like the the middle of the pack, so around you know three three thirty. Uh, those are the best times because it gives you time to you know make it to the stadium unpack, uh, you'd be able to tailgate and just enjoy. Uh, usually, if it's a noon game, it goes by so quick. Like, you rush down, eat your either breakfast or lunch, then all of a sudden, boom, you have to go to the stadium. So I, I, I definitely like the uh, like the 3.30 slot. Gotcha. I, I have to agree with that, too, just from a fan perspective, just to be able to take everything in. Uh, interesting to note that the only two that are scheduled that way are Sacred Heart, the FCS opponent, which I understand that. I get that. Being late November to get everybody out of the cold a little quicker maybe. And then the Utah State game, which I find a little interesting because that will be a 10 a.m. local start for the Utah State players. So that that, I think that could really play into our advantage there. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm loving the time zone. (laughs) <laughs> it it, def, it definitely plays in our advantage and uh you know hopefully the hungry huskies come out to to play in that game because we definitely need uh you know retaliation you know we, we need we need to go one and one in the series here absolutely uh changing topics again we have uh, a couple commitments um over the past week week and a half uh Second commitment for the class of 2024 in uh, defensive end Cooper Ackerman. He's a 6'4", 
defensive end again from uh, Shrewsbury, Massachusetts. He's a three-star guy. Pretty pretty good pretty good get for us. He had offers from Army, Boston College, UMass, Navy, Rutgers, and Temple. And I know a lot of people were thinking he was leaning towards Rutgers. Um, just huge huge get for us. Yeah, I actually saw tape on him. Um, he seems like he had, he plays like three different positions, but uh, he definitely is one of those guys that can rush in, attack the quarterback. Um, very physical player. Uh, knows has you know he has like football smarts. Um, he definitely is is hungry, and uh, you know he 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 could definitely play. Um, like a Jackson uh, Mitchell mentality, you know, somebody that comes in and just is just, you know, wants to rough people up and, and play the game of football. <clears throat> Absolutely. And, and when, when we get to the couple guys that are coming on official visits this Saturday, it'll kind of be in the same realm of you could see that they're getting some pretty good offers from a couple P five schools in particular. And it, and it leads to uh a couple different thoughts. Obviously, our coaching staff is doing a tremendous job of raising the talent level of the program, and you have to applaud them for that. But then it also leads into the speculation that, of course, everybody and their brother has on Twitter and, and all over about uh, conference realignment and everything. And we don't need to get into that topic yet, but th- there's there's that thought at least. Yes, yes. I have to agree. <laughs> so the, the, the other commitment that uh, that we have is for a wide receiver that will be uh, part of our roster this year. He's going to have two years of eligibility remaining, so that that's good for us. He's 5'8", 155. Uh, James Burns is his name. Uh, five, like I said, 5'8", 155 from Charlotte, North Carolina. Coming in from FCS Austin Pay. Um, originally was in, in the MAC at Miami, Ohio. Um, last year, he had 39 catches for 517 yards and five touchdowns. Really good slot receiver. Uh, should should uh, be able to step in right away and help us out. And I think the big thing looking at him is we flipped his commitment from North Texas to UConn. So, uh, again, at, at, to be able to – I think I asked you this when it happened – when was the last time UConn flipped a player? And uh, uh, I think it, it's it, been a while. It's it's a it's a it's a really nice thing to see. Yes, and especially North Texas. I mean, North Texas football is it, it, they're they're very consistent. They're they they know how to play the game of football. They have great you know uh, coaching staff, and they always put together a great team. And uh, and to flip somebody from that is is great. And and anybody's, you know, last name that ends in Burns, you know, they're going to do really well for the UConn Huskies. <laughs> yes, they are. I, <laughs> one, talking about North Texas, I think one thing that really stands out for me about that is North Texas is a very, very pass-heavy offense. So for a wide receiver being willing to decommit and flip to UConn from going to an offense where it was going to be very, very pass-heavy to the opportunity that he sees at UConn, I think is... I think that speaks wonders to for what we have going on here. Yeah, especially after you know losing uh, wide receiver one, uh, Keelan Marion. Uh, he's actually a really good ad uh, to to throw into the mix 
and I think that he's gonna you know play play a good role for us. I I absolutely agree. I think we'll see his name and number called plenty of times during the season this year. Oh yeah. So look, looking at the official visits that we we have uh, two scheduled for this Saturday, um, two big time players that would be huge additions for our program. Um, first off, uh, linebacker Jaden Brown. He's from Don Bosco Prep in New Jersey. 6'3", 215, a three-star guy. Um, has offers from a plethora of schools. Syracuse, Akron, Boston College, Buffalo, Duke, Liberty, Maryland, Purdue, Temple, Toledo, Virginia Tech, and West Virginia. And, and then he has visited West Virginia, Purdue, Duke, Syracuse, and he's visited UConn already, but this is his official visit now. So this is a pretty pretty big deal um, for for us here. Twenty four seven has him crystal balled to West Virginia, but from what I've seen, he's very high on UConn and Syracuse as well. So I I think this is a this is a player, a fantastic athlete from the tape that I watched. Super quick. Uh, getting to the ball has really good instincts, so would be a really really nice addition for us. And then the other official visit is uh, Dominic Toy, uh, athlete from Chester, Pennsylvania, six five two fifteen, a three star guy. In the film I've seen, I've seen him play wide receiver, tight end, defensive end, big, quick, physical. Has offers from Boston College, Pittsburgh, Rutgers, Syracuse, and Temple, and he has visited Pittsburgh. And Rutgers, he has visited five times. So uh, it, it would seem if you visit a school five times that you're very heavily leaning that way. But for, for him to come on an official visit to UConn, let you know that he's definitely considering the Huskies. And uh, this would be, both these guys would be huge, huge additions for us. Oh yeah, and anytime these you know kids have those type of offers, you're 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 seeing it more often now where UConn's offering you know recruits that have all these great you know P five offers and you know uh, you know mid grade uh, uh, schools also after them, and uh, I think that's a great thing because that you know in in the past we didn't really see that, but now that we're seeing UConn pretty much offer you know. The, the 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 right players to uh, make you know UConn football successful is just it, it's actually great to see and I I think a lot of fans too on Twitter you, you can see on on some of the posts from uh, recruits that you know they're 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 pretty impressed so I I, I think the 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 tide tide is turning and I think the uh, the the reload is uh, is definitely ready to be reloaded. One hundred percent. Like like you just said, you can really tell that this is a different different team, a different program. And, and we knew that. I mean, you and I and, and plenty of the other Husky fans who follow this team very closely, we all know that. But the casual fans can now see it. They're like, this, they mean business. This is completely different. And, and that's why we're in the some of the talks that we're in for different things, whether it be conference realignment or uh, – a handful of our players being ranked very, very highly by uh, some other prognosticators. So I mean, this is this is a different UConn Huskies. Yeah, no, and uh, and I have to I have to say too with 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 how young um, 
the coaches are and, and some of the other coaches that just came in and they're they're offering you know they're actually offering great talent you know some some coaches when when they're younger you know they they just they just offer whoever but these guys definitely know they they, they definitely know who, who they want you know who they want to represent UConn to so that's really nice to see absolutely and switching gears again this week Jim Mora made uh, some comments about um, that the program is national championship. That that's the thought process from the coaching staff players. Like you're building to win a national championship, and and I know a lot of fan bases took that and ran with it and whatever, whatever they thought. But I'm a former college head coach, and I will tell you if you don't have that mindset as a coach and as a program that you're building a program to win a championship, then what are you coaching for? And what are you playing for? You're not playing to be mediocre or second. You, you want to be the best. And, and that's exactly the mindset that this program has and, and needs to have. And, and I applaud coach Morrow for everything that he's done with the Huskies and the fact that he has stuck to six and six is not good enough. And, and and I love that. I love interviewing the players and hearing them say that too because it's not. You you play to win every game and that's what you're out there to out there trying to do. And I think as things move forward in the conversations of conference realignment and all these other things, they have to play and coach with that mindset in mind and and that's that's how it's gotta be. No, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I mean, true coaches they always set goals, and the and and the set of goals is, is is a great thing because you know that he's going to work his way up to it. And the one thing is, is that UConn can, they can go, you know, uh, win national championship. You know, the, the 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 way they're building the team, they're building the team the right way, um, and you know, you, you you have you have to give them credit for saying that because. Except not not a lot of coaches. Except you know, like like what you just said, they just are like, oh yeah, we just went to another bowl instead of just striving for the for for the best for the program. Um, it was just the other day that you know UConn was was beating you know P five schools and they went to a BCS uh, you know bowl and you know it, it's it, it's definitely doable and and with this with Jim Mora um, and and company I. I have a feeling that you know uh, some, something special is going to happen, and and for and a lot a lot of people too that you know had a say in it also were were people that really don't follow the UConn program. They don't really know who we are, you know what we represent. They don't even know what our facilities look like. So uh, you know we're 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 definitely in a, in, in a good spot. Uh, university does put good money into their sport programs too, and and UConn, I mean. We, we expect, you know, every, really every sport to be national championship champions. And, and I, I, I think all the coaches do too. Absolutely. And, and I'll, be the, I'll be the first to admit that, and I said this on Twitter uh, tonight, before I became connected to the program and the fan base, I, I would have thought UConn's facilities would have been almost laughable just because of 
the product that was on the field before the past handful of years. Um, but I mean, these are first class facilities. These are NFL level facilities that the football program is in. So, and again, like I said, I, I'll be the first one to admit that I was completely wrong about that. But yeah, the, I mean, I mean, I honestly, when I, you know, if, if I was also not living in Connecticut, I'd feel the same way. Um, especially with the proc they had in the field, uh, especially just, you know, the, the, the bad history that they had, um, for, you know, the past, the past years. Um, but I'm, I'm, it, it's, it's one of those things, you know, boosters, alumni, you know, they, they, they donate money. Um, we also have secret, you know, donators that just, you know, want the program to succeed. And it's, it's, it's something special. I mean, uh, I mean, even UConn Nation, something special, you know. And everybody, you know, whenever there's something, anywhere to donate, they'll donate their money, which you know, you you, you really don't see anywhere else, um, really. Absolutely. I mean, this this fan base is unbelievable, and going going back to Coach Morris' comments, like if. Your coach, like when I was a coach, if I said our goal is to just be 500, make the conference tournament, I'm, I was, for those who don't know, I was a basketball coach. So if my goal was to just, hey, we're going to go 15 and 15 and make the conference tournament, that's, that's not good enough. That's just like saying for any football program that your goal is to go six and six and just make a bowl game. And hey, we had a good year. We got to go to some nice place for a bowl game like that's that's not what you're doing that's not why you're doing this i mean we we all know that as athletes you strive to be the best and as coaches you strive to be the best oh yeah and especially if you you know if, if you really don't set high goals and you just want to be good um you know fans are going to start recognizing that too and also the school's going to start questioning that like hey are you are you trying to you know make this program better than what then then you know how, how it was when you came in you know and uh and that's the type of stuff you know you have to strive for absolutely so now we'll shift gears to uh the, the a topic that i know we could just go on and on about for hours and days but discussing the conference realignment talk for for a short time here i mean we've talked about it many times on the show um but I mean, obviously, everybody out there has seen all the Big 12 rumors and this and that. And we're not here to ruffle any feathers and get anybody to to uh, too worked up about this. But it, it, it's very apparent that the Big 12 um, wants UConn. Like, you look at the commissioner of the Big 12, uh, Yormack, he's... He has strong ties to the Northeast, worked in New York City for a long, long time. UConn gives the Big 12 that connection. Obviously, from a basketball perspective, you can play the conference tournament at Madison Square Garden then. You can play other marquee games at Madison Square Garden. The Big 12 has already put together a package to play some different uh, basketball events at Rucker Park in New York City. Um, so this is obviously a blueprint that he wants. So for some fans who think that UConn is just like going to be some afterthought in this whole thing, it, it, it's 
it's not the case because Yormac wants them wants them to be arguably mark a marquee program in the conference because of the blueprint that he's trying to lay in the Northeast. So I don't understand where the drawback is to certain people. And, and I understand the big East in the, the histor the history and the historic aspect of it. And the old big East, nothing could touch that and compare to it. I agree that it was tremendous and amazing. Um, and, 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 and I will also admit too, though, that I'm obviously not from Connecticut, so I don't have that strong tire connection to that conference like so many UConn fans do. I, I will agree with the comments Jim Morris said when he said that he was kind of ignorant to all of that. And, and I'll be the first to admit that I am as well. I'm kind of ignorant to the fact of the UConn fans and how much they love the Big East just because I'm not from the East Coast. I'm not from Connecticut, so I don't have that tie to it. I just have the the loving the conference as a fan from the outside. So I, I please, please, Husky Nation, don't bash me for wanting this move because just just take the fact that I didn't grow up in in that neck of the woods to just love the history behind the conference. I'm looking at it from what it means moving forward. Yeah. And uh, I, I have to, I have to say about the same, um, you know, Big East conference. Great. You know, a great conference uh, growing up watching, you know, UConn play against, you know, rivals like Syracuse and Georgetown and Villanova, St. John's. Um, it was, it was, it was crazy rivals. Right. And, uh, the, the thing is, is that, you know, it, it, it comes down to a point and, you know, I, I don't want, you know, I'm not trying to go either way and trying to rile up anybody either, but it comes to a point when athletic department needs, you know, ex, you know, the extra oomph and, Honestly, the Big 12 also wants to grow and, and become a pretty powerful conference. And the, the, the route they're taking right now is definitely um, a pretty good route for them to, uh, to take. And, you know, and they're, they're definitely, they want to capture coast to coast, like they said. And, uh, you know, and, and all the rumors going around, I mean, it, it, it could possibly become one of the best conferences in college sports. I absolutely agree. And yes, looking at it from a basketball perspective, I understand where some of the pushback is. I totally get it. But I yeah. think the conference that the Big 12 is forming from a basketball standpoint is going to be second to none to anybody in the country. Yeah, Honestly, like like I like I told you before, and many people told you too. Wherever UConn goes, the UConn fans are going to go. Absolutely. You know, change 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 to some of us is 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 it's not a a good feeling, right? Because of past experiences. But if if change ha will come to better to better our sports and to have and honestly, I, I I think all the fans, you know either now in the future you know 
they're 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 all they're all gonna follow uh, UConn. So I mean, whatever whatever happens, even if you know, you know, some fans you know don't agree with it and stuff, they're 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 gonna root for the team, and that's just you know that's just the UConn fan. Absolutely, you, you have to you have to root for your team and follow your team your team no matter no matter where they end up. Exactly. So to to get to uh, another point here, we're gonna now we're gonna break down the linebacker unit. Something I know that you and I have really been looking forward to because uh, we have some special guys here in this group. So Justin, I'll go ahead and let you get it started. And I and I don't think that you could start our linebacker group with anybody else other than Mr. Connecticut and Jackson oh. Mitchell. <laughs> oh man, Jackson Mitchell, Mr. Connecticut, the the guy is a beast. Uh, he played in 13 games last year. He had 52 solo tackles and 88 assisted. So a total of 140 total tackles. Uh, he had four and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, one interception. And I believe the interception came to BC. Um, he was uh, named All New England. Uh, he was a semifinalist for the 2022 Buckus Award. Uh, He's the winner of the Gold Helmet Award, and uh, he also placed seventh in tackle for the nation. And I actually feel like, you know, uh, this year coming up, I've, I've seen him. His production just keeps on going up and up and up, and this guy's just going to be a force for us. Absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> there's not much that you can say about Jackson Mitchell that already hasn't been said. So I'll just leave it at we we you know what we're getting with Jackson Mitchell and he's gonna be playing on Sundays before we know it. So we need to just oh, yeah. we need to just enjoy the time that we have, watch him on on the side, watch him on the field, and uh, just just be happy that he's part of the UConn Husky football program. I do I do have a question though. He he's a senior coming in. Uh, did he take a does uh, did he take a, a COVID year or do you think he's gonna take a COVID year? I, I mean, he could. So I guess technically he would still have another year. Yeah, I I don't I I think if the NFL comes knocking, I'm sure he'd go. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I I don't think that that there's an argument to be made there. And and I think there's a potential that he could have been drafted this year. It would have been very late in the draft, but I, I obviously him coming back, proving himself once again, uh, proving himself at the highest level uh, to the na- to the national people um, and potentially winning some of the awards that, that we could see him winning. Um, it's only going to rise and make his stock go up. I mean, we already know Christian Haynes will get drafted next year. Um, we, we have a couple guys that could, we could hear their names called and obviously Jackson Mitchell will be one of them. Oh yeah. Especially, you know, with the schedule too, uh, with, with the, with the uh, with the P five teams in there, and with the strongest, with a really strong schedule this year again, uh, I, I I feel the same way. Absolutely. Well, the next the next guy I'm gonna have is uh, Eric Gilliard. Eric is a uh, transfer uh, coming in from Kansas. Last year, he only played in four games for Kansas. He redshirted, and he transferred into Kansas from UCF. Uh, he played four years at UCF because uh, he, he's from Jacksonville, Florida. Um, 
and he started 22 out of 23 games his sophomore and junior year at UCF. Um, had some really, really good production for them. Um, we're, we're getting a guy who's going to be hungry because he had, he had some injury issues last year, so he's going to be he's going to come in and be ready be ready to play. And I know he's a hungry player, and as you like to say, Justin, he's one of those going to be one of those hungry Huskies. And uh, he's we we saw in the spring some really good things out of him, and I'm really really looking forward to watching him play against play alongside Jackson Mitchell. So Justin, I'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, Eric Gilliard. Yeah, no, uh, I'm I'm very excited for him to come in. Um, I feel like he could be the type of player like a Brandon Boyer, um, Randall uh, type player for us. Uh, you know, and and what's what's nice too is uh, is uh, you know we we uh, UConn knows how to turn these guys uh, into superstars too, coming in from the transfer and 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 help their game even more. So I just can't wait. I just can't wait for this hungry husky. Absolutely. Um, I, I'll add that in his career, he has totaled 221 tackles, 21 for loss, three interceptions, three forced fumbles. And in 2022, he was a nominee for the Campbell Trophy Award, which is the Academic Heisman. So we're getting we're getting a guy who... Not only is a good football player, but he is a uh, fantastic student as well. That's great. And Justin, I'll go ahead and let you continue with uh, Langston Hardy. All right, Langston Hardy. Uh, he he redshirted in two thousand twenty-one uh, last year. <laughs> It's kind of weird, but last year I saw participation stats against Utah State, so it must have been special teams. Um, he didn't play too. He really didn't really play too much. Um, but his, yeah, I, I kind of wanted to capture in his senior year of high school. Uh, he played 11 games. Uh, he had 49 tackles and one pick six. Uh, his 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 father um, was an NFL Pro Bowl linebacker, um, Kevin Hardy. Um, so he definitely has a lot of upside. Um, he hasn't seen too much. I have a feeling that he was a player that we had to develop a bit. So I'm hoping that, you know, we could definitely see him, uh, you know, playing more games this year, at least be good depth for us. I absolutely agree. And, and I will continue with, uh, Nathan Voorhees, who, uh, 6'3", 254-pound sophomore will be a sophomore from uh, Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Last year he had four tackles. Um, he was a special teams guy for the most part. Um, got in there in a handful of games, or most of the games actually. Um, and, and I think this is a guy who will see more action from this year and will get an opportunity to really do some things. I, a lot of the linebackers that we're speaking of this year just didn't get much of an opportunity last year because we had so many great players there with Jackson Mitchell, Ian Swenson, Brander Boyer, Randall, um, uh, Marcus Bembry, some really, really good players in in that spot. So it, it, it was difficult for a couple, for a handful of these guys to get in there and really show themselves. And I mean, with his size at 6'3", 254, I mean, he is the perfect size for a linebacker. 
and, and I'm really, really excited to see him moving forward. I think he, he obviously looks the part, and I think he's going to be able to play the part too. So, Justin, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Nathan. Yeah, no, Nathan, uh, you know, especially, um, you know, when, when we when we recruited him, uh, I felt like this guy, you know, after after a lot of our starting linebackers, um, you know, graduate, I feel like he could definitely be a starter. Um, I feel like that he his size, his height, um, his athleticism, I feel like that, you know, he'd, he'd be a perfect role Uh Especially even if he has to, you know, uh, once Jackson Mitchell is gone too, you know, he, he could fill that spot because the size, that, that big size you kind of want in the middle. Um, and uh, I just, I actually can't wait to see him playing more games because uh, I'm very excited about this, uh, about this guy, about this player. Absolutely. Uh, the next guy you have, uh, Justin, will be Des- Desmond Fogel. Desmond Fogel, um, I always you know i always liked this uh this player um last year he uh had nine games played he had two solo tackles uh four assists so for six total tackles um and in 2021 he played in 11 games for three solos and uh three totals so you know he, he he's the type of player too you know he's kind of stuck behind um you know uh great great starters uh uh, great athletes in front of him, but um, he could he could definitely be a guy that comes in uh, for depth, um, you know, and maybe one day uh, start. Um, I he he definitely he's one of those players that's very aggressive, and uh, and um, I'm just I'm really hoping to uh, to see him uh, get more playing time. Absolutely, uh, the next guy I have is. Uh... Tui Falmino Brown, uh, 6'2", 232-pound junior from Pittsburgh. Um, last year, at six tackles, saw action on special teams and in a handful of games. Um, had 16 tackles and an interception in 2021. His interception came against Yale, and it was a pretty crucial play there during that game. So this is a guy who has played in some significant games for the Huskies, and, and I think he's really going to get an opportunity this year um with with uh, some of the other opportunities that are going to be available for these guys like we've kind of talked about already so again this is a guy who I think as as Justin as you like to say is going to be one of those hungry huskies who's just ex- going to be excited for the opportunity to get out there and really prove himself on the field uh Justin I'd love to hear your thoughts on uh Tui Yeah I have I have a lot of upside on this on uh Tui too um I feel like I feel like our linebacker core. I mean, if somebody needs some plays off, these guys can come in and and uh, and um, you know fill in the position. Um, especially if, let's say, one of the stars gets injured or whatever, um, he'd be a perfect player uh, to come in and and uh, and gain some experience and uh, get some playing time. Absolutely. Uh, next guy you'll have, Justin, is Ian Graham. All right, Ian Graham. Uh, he's from he's a he's Connecticut guy. Uh, he's from Meriden. Um, he had no game action. Uh, he's kind of a smaller guy, uh, linebacker. He's um, he's six foot two ten. So um, I would feel like you know, and he's just a sophomore too. So I feel like maybe um, you know 
he needs some more time to, to develop. I'm thinking, you know, this year he might get some playing time, maybe some special teams, but probably junior year we'll see him more um, uh, playing more. Absolutely. And then the next guy I have will uh, be Noah Plack. Uh, if you haven't listened to my episode that I had with Noah recently, an interview I had with him, very, very bright guy. Super excited to have him as a part of this program. If you don't know, he transferred in from Delaware. Um, 6'1", 233 from uh, Bridgeville, Pennsylvania. He's making the move from safety to linebacker. Um, as him and I talked about during the interview we had, um, he, he felt that, he or I shouldn't say he felt, he realizes that his at his size, his best opportunity at the at the professional level will be playing linebacker instead of safety so he just he obviously feels that uh, that that move is going to suit him well moving forward and what a great career he had at Delaware he played 43 games had 269 tackles six and a half for loss three interceptions four forced fumbles three fumble recoveries was all CAA back-to-back years his last two years there and for those of you who don't know, I mean, the CAA is 1A and 1B when it comes to FCS football conferences. So he's played some very legit competition um, at the highest level and at the FCS level. And he has great instincts. He reads defenses really well, and you would expect that from a safety. But I th- I'm really looking forward to see him making that move to linebacker and seeing those instincts play out. Uh, it's not like he hasn't played linebacker before. He played linebacker in high school. Uh, and and the one thing I'm really looking forward to seeing him is in pass coverage. I think that's when we'll obviously be able to see his days playing safety at the college level really pour out and see some really good things from him. So, Justin, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Noah. Yeah, Noah, um, I heard your podcast with him. Uh, the guy is definitely definitely a true athlete um a great guy and uh i actually can't wait to see him play i feel like that you know he's going to give us some valuable minutes um he's a he's he's a person that you know doesn't give up and uh that's the type of thing that 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 we want out there and and for a linebacker uh i really can't wait to see him see him do his thing and i i feel like you know he, he could definitely come in and uh you know, um, uh, uh, be be one of those role guys. Absolutely. Uh, next guy you have, Justin, is John uh, Bechtel. Yes, John. Um, he was uh, he was a walk on, uh, and then he earned a scholarship spot last year. Um, he played, um, I, I think, in yeah near in near spring too. I think got scholarship spot along with uh, Jacob Flynn. Um, he played in 12 games last year. He had four total tackles. Um, he's definitely good depth with really good size. Uh, he's a 6'1", 238 uh, junior coming in. Um, and I feel like this guy, you know, he could definitely be, you know, a guy that could definitely fill in for, for players if they're tired um, or even 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 you know start a few games um he's just one of those guys that's more like a more like a utility guy too where you can just throw him in whenever you need him and 
and somebody that you truly need. Uh, I know in spring ball, too, I saw him uh, get twisted up a bit, so hopefully uh, everything's okay with him. Absolutely. Uh, the next guy I have will be Omar Diamande, a uh, true freshman coming in, uh, six foot two ten from from the Bronx, New York. He's a two star recruit coming in. Um, the the only offer that I saw was from UConn, so somebody that we're I know we're interested as a uh, project moving forward. I I would I would say I think it's definitely apparent that he'll probably redshirt to bulk up. Um, but you know he's going to be hungry to come in and compete right away and and just see where, where things go. Uh, looking at his stats last year, 33 tackles, 7 tackles for loss in 7 games in his senior year of high school, and he also played running back. So getting a guy who is athletic, has some speed, and you know he's going to be fiery and ready to go. So, Justin, I'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, Omar. Yeah, Omar, um, he's definitely, you know, definitely a, a player that you can develop into a in, into into the role um uh give him some time and and i i think that you know he could either be like one of those stunt linebackers or uh you know who knows uh uh time, time will tell and i can't wait for him to uh you know develop and and become uh and become a husky absolutely the next guy you'll have justin is donovan branch Donovan Branch, um, he's a line, he's a he's a young linebacker. I feel like he's gonna be, you know, a, a, another another one to look after. Uh, he's six two two forty. Uh, last year he played in five games. He had two solos and one assist. He's a sophomore coming in. Um, I I believe he has great upside uh, potential depth, but can also start when uh, upperclassmen uh, graduate. Um, he's kind of same with Nathan. Um, him and Nathan, I feel like you know they could definitely be those starters once 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 it's their time. Absolutely. In the the last guy that that I was supposed to have on the list, Donovan Hicks, um, was transferring in from South Florida, um, and was committed to the Huskies for ten days before he uh, decided to decommit, and now he's heading to Washington State. Um, this was a guy that I know we were both excited to see uh, just from all the things I'd heard from a lot of my USF followers, but obviously won't be a part of the program. We wish him the best moving forward. So, Justin, the last guy you'll have is uh, Jalen Jones. Jalen Jones, um, he didn't see any game action. Um, he's a very, he's kind of a undersized uh, junior He's 5'11", 210. Um, uh, I, I, I feel like, you know, um, he might be, you know, kind of a special teams type guy. He could also move roles um, in his senior year, too, like a running back. Uh, I feel like, you know, he's kind of, you know, one of those guys that, you know, it still has to develop into into a position. Uh, not positive that linebackers it, but um, hopefully he can find a spot. Absolutely, and that concludes our linebacker breakdown. And I think we're both obviously very excited about the guys that we have at the top of this list on the top of our depth chart. I mean, 
we we've already said nobody tops Jackson Mitchell, but we got a couple transfers coming in, and uh, Eric Gilliard and Noah Plack, and some of those underclassmen like we talked about, who I think are really going to come in and really do some really good things for us. Yeah, it it's uh it's great. I mean, we get you know we have three full strings that are pretty strong, uh, even even four strings really uh, at, at, at some linebacker positions. Uh, but I, I feel like, you know, we, we definitely have a strong crew and I can't wait until they, you know, they, they rush the quarterback, get some sacks, get some forced fumbles and, and interceptions this year. Absolutely. And, and we'll conclude the show with a, a little excitement on the basketball side last night. Obviously, UConn getting the commitment from uh, Rutgers transfer Cam Spencer, who will come in and uh, be a tremendous asset for this team. Shot the ball tremendously from three last year at Rutgers, over 43% from the, from the three-point line. So this is a guy, obviously, Husky fans should be really, really excited about. Yeah, it, it's 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 the type of guy too that we actually needed at the right moment. Um, we have a younger team coming in. Uh, I think Tristan Newton is the one that you know he, he's coming back. Uh, so him and Tristan are going to be kind of like the leaders. Um, and I I I can't wait. I mean Donovan Klingon too, of course. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting team. Uh, I think that Cam Spencer he can come in and you know he can either be that. Aileen type player or he could be that you know Tristan Newton type player somebody that can just you know be a guy that's 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 all around and uh and can just you know bring us back to the uh NCAA tournament and hopefully win a sixth one absolutely the run the run for number six is going to be going to be interesting I mean this team is definitely going to be good enough to make a run at it yes Yes, and with this ad too, it just makes them even stronger. Absolutely. Well, as always, Husky Nation, uh, Justin and I always appreciate all you guys who listen, tune in every week and listen to us talk about the football program. Thank you so much to all you guys. We really appreciate it. And, of course, we thank all the players and coaches for how hard they're working, uh, for for giving us something to talk about every week. Uh, It's just a... Just a true joy to be a part of this, and I just have to thank Husky Nation myself for uh, accepting me, a guy who who uh, is not from the area, not uh, not been around the program and everything, but uh, just accepting me as a uh, fellow Husky fan. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, of course, it, it, it's been a lot of fun, and, uh, and you know, it, it's 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 so nice to to see that you know everybody's listening and, and just enjoying everything so uh i can't wait to uh you know be on more shows with you absolutely justin let the followers know where they can uh, follow you at i could follow me at twitter uh hawkeye 282 absolutely and feel free to follow me at on twitter at, personally at coach underscore b will and then of course the podcast twitter account at tnt college foot one like and subscribe where you're listening to this podcast. It's much appreciated. Everybody have a good night. God bless.